I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing right now? I'm doing all right. I literally just had Chipotle and it was so good. <laughs> oh, that does not sound I bad I think the all. last time I had Chipotle, you also had Chipotle and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, it was a coincidence that we had it on the same day. I did not have Chipotle, but I did have another Hispanic fast food that was Pollo Tropical. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, pretty good stuff. Um, Now, we're here to talk about a movie. We watched two movies this weekend. I just wanted to briefly say that we watched uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins or whatever it is. Uh, I didn't think it was very good. I don't think you thought it was very good either. No. No, exactly. Um, (laughs) And you even turned to me at one point in the movie and you asked, is Henry Golding a good actor? Yes. <laughs> and I thought about it for a second. I was like, hey, I think he gets away with his charisma and the accent also helps too. Yeah, but he was stripped of it in Snake Eyes. He was yeah, supposed he was. to have like a generic American accent. But uh, yeah, that's a conversation for another day, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. We obviously didn't expound upon it in the theater while we were watching the movie. Right, but exactly. You, get, you were just like, eh. <laughs> so um, today we are going to talk about a different movie that we saw this opening weekend. But before we do that, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because those reviews go a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Always Critic Pod. Lastly, if you are a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash Always Critic Pod. So today we are going to talk about the latest thriller from director M. Night Shyamalan, and that is the movie Old. Uh, This is a thriller that... You know what? You tell us what it's about, Jessica. What is this movie about? IMDb synopsis reads, A family on a tropical holiday discovers that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Yeah. Yeah, So if you've seen the trailers, you'll see how people age in that movie rapidly. So like I said, it is directed by M. Night Shyamalan, also written by... M. Night Shyamalan, based on the graphic novel Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. So it, I guess it's not a fully original concept. He, it's an adaptation. It's an adaptation, yeah. So now uh, starring in this movie, we have, I guess, three, because of the fact that all these people are on the island, we're, we're grouping them into threes here, mm-hmm. at least, or... Kind of into groups of three. We have our main core cast, which is who we follow from the beginning of the movie. So we have uh, Gael Garcia Bernal as Guy uh, and Vicky Cripps as uh, Prisa. They're the mother and father figure of the two kids. Uh, Those two kids uh, eventually become (laughs) Alex Wolf and Thomas and Mackenzie, respectively. Uh, so they grow up from like six years old and they jump up to adults as the movie goes along. Um, 
at when they become adults, they become uh, Emin Elliot and Embeth Davids. I believe that's how you pronounce it because there's like it's David, but then there's a T and a Z at the there's end. There's a T and a Z out at the end of it. Yeah. Not exactly something that you see all the time. So then we are introduced to a second family. Uh, this family is led by Rufus uh, Sewell, who plays Charles. He's a cardiothoracic surgeon. Thoracic. <laughs> Thoracic. Whoops. I, I, those CICs at the end of words. <laughs> Sometimes like I go chitch or kick. Or, no, so I was English wrong. is whack. Yeah, I was wrong. And then he has a wife uh, who's played by Abby Lee. And they have a daughter who also jumps up in age real quick. And the older version is played by Eliza Scanlon, who you may know from Little Women. She was, uh, I can't remember her name. She was the one, spoiler alert for Little Women. (laughs) She was the one that passes away in Little Women. Uh Uh-huh. So her. So that is our second family group that we are introduced to. We have a third, which is just a couple. Uh, they are there. Uh, we have Ken Lung, who plays Jaren. He's a male nurse. And his wife or partner is Nikki Amuka Bird, who plays Patricia. She's a psychologist. And then finally, we get introduced to one more character who is on this beach uh, he is played by Aaron Pierre, and he plays the character Midsize Sedan. <laughs> you heard that correctly. All right. <laughs> Midsize um, Sedan. Critics, it is yes. split evenly. 51% critic ah, score and a 51% audience score. I see what you did there. Did you see it? I did. <laughs> so, wow, 51% from both from both. They're equal. Wow, that is amazing. I've never seen that before. Me neither. That's unique. And then the critics consensus reads, Old has no shortage of interesting ideas and writer-director M. Night Shyamalan's uneven execution will intrigue or annoy viewers with little middle ground between. Wow. So I can see that. Like with this these person, scores, it's yeah. either you love it or you hate it. There's That's pretty no much in it. between. That's what that is, is that people are like, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Or this is the funniest, worst, campiest thing that I've ever seen. And you're getting a literal 50%, like 51% That's right down the middle. To me. Yeah. That's wild to me. So uh, box office wise, it actually did pretty well uh, because it wasn't expected to be the number one movie of the weekend, which it was. At 16 million domestically, it was actually supposed to, you know, according to experts, fall in third place behind uh, Snake Eyes, of course, which came in second, and Space Jam, which dipped down to third. Uh, they didn't expect it to dip down to third. Uh, so, a bit of a surprise win for M. Night Shyamalan here. And let's go ahead and talk about the movie itself. Jessica, what did you think of Old? I loved it. <laughs> I have a high score for this. Spoiler alert! It um, about my score. It's a four out of five. There you go. I really love this concept. It's extremely intriguing to me. I find that concepts around time or aging really that's like my bag. I really enjoy those concepts. Growing up, I was like a huge fan of the children's book Tuck Everlasting because mm. I was really drawn to this concept of like this person is going through time and they are not aging it's like a vampire scenario like 
they just experience all this loss and pain and like there's no way no reprieve from it they just keep living so in this case it's the opposite (laughs) like they are just like aging rapidly and there's no time to process and have moments of self-reflection and things like that of course a movie does give that to you in small doses because it just everything's going so fast there's a timer on the movie you know on these yeah. people on the beach so i like that sense of urgency but i also appreciated that like you have a character named mid-sized sedan which is definitely like <laughs> supposed to be funny supposed to be a crack on you know the current pop culture scene and like you know Gen Zers and shit well, like that. Rappers now. Rappers in general, like people naming themselves uh, a stage name that's like off, off beat, off. Lil like Pump just, and yeah, it's it's definitely a play on that. Yeah, and then there's some scenes that are, people erupted in laughter. Yes. So, but that wasn't necessarily my reaction to the same scene. So I feel like it's definitely the luck of the draw like however you feel about the subject matter is how you're gonna take it i don't really kind of see why people are like oh the direction is so all over the place uneven execution from the critics consensus because this is m night Shyamalan. for sure there's gonna be a tonal shift or at least a twist at the end of the movie like that's just his thing you know yeah that is his thing that's his signature so Um, I think that he does really well with high concept things and um, dealing with emotions throughout the movie and throughout many of his movies, the better ones, I should say. Um, But overall, I really thought this was one of the better movies that I've seen this year. So I'm in agreement with that statement. It is one of the better movies that I've seen this year. Um, I really enjoy the mystery aspect of what is happening to these people on the island. Why are they aging so fast? You know, what is causing all of this? And will they be able to solve and get out of it in time? Right. Uh, Because time is against them, like you said. Uh, I enjoyed the acting pretty much for the most part because I don't don't think maybe there's one character and that's the uh, character played by Abby Lee Crystal who is the young mom, uh, you could say, who is very into her looks. Vain. Vain. Yes, that <laughs> is the word to use for her. Maybe that's the the performance that maybe is lacking versus everybody else on that beach. But I mean it didn't it doesn't distract you or take away from the from the movie itself. The plotting I don't understand what people are saying by that, that it's uneven, like you said. <laughs> I don't get it. Because it is pretty straightforward. Like, yeah. I don't I don't get what's uneven about it. Because the whole crux of it is these people are aging rapidly and they don't have enough time to figure it out. And I actually appreciate that the characters, as they're growing, sure, physically they're growing. But mentally, like, sometimes they don't quite catch up yet. Mm. So sometimes, like, certain characters are acting younger or, you know, the age that they are mentally versus what they are physically. Like, they emotionally yeah. and they haven't matured in that way. Right. They've well, only matured Well, I like physically. that concept, too, because, yeah. you know, I've, I remember asking my parents, like, what, do you feel like whatever your age is? And they were like, no, I still feel like I'm a punk that's 16 years old. <laughs> right. I still feel mentally like I'm a teenager. 
Yeah. So the they fact that they it, so portray they kind that. Of, yes, exactly. I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that they portray that as the movie goes along. And we'll talk about the twist. The twist has you feeling, you know, you could somewhat feel conflicted in a way because of what happens with the twist. But we'll get to that. Um, so you gave it a four out mm-hmm. of five. Yeah. I settled on a three and a half out of five. Okay. Uh, just a little bit below you. Um, and we'll talk about exactly why it falls just a little bit, sh- you know, shorter for me than you, for you. But either way, though, it's still a really good movie and I enjoy it quite a bit. And I think that if you enjoy thrillers, if you enjoy, um, you know, just mysteries like that, you're going to like this movie. That's what I assume. So. Any other thoughts before we get into spoilers? No, let's do it. Let's go spoilers. All right. Spoilers for the movie Old right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am your father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so let's go ahead and talk about spoilers for the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan. So do you want to start with the twist or do you want to Well, I guess part of the twist is that they were all, all these people were basically seduced into coming to this resort to, because they were in some way, shape or form sick. And so they were put on this beach intentionally by the the hotel, the resort or whatever. And, you know, as the movie progresses, you just kind of find out that everyone's sick. Everyone in the party in each respective family has some sort of has illness. something. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you have from the main family, you have the woman has a tumor uh-huh. uh, from the uh, the couple. The woman has um, she has epilepsy. seizures, epilepsy. Mm hmm. Uh, and then you have a mid-sized sedan has like blood clotting issues. Right. And so so all these people have something going on and we learn it as the movie goes. It's not mm-hmm. something that they just tell us right away. So as soon as we find that out, it's like, then why are these people selected to come here? <laughs> right. You know, and it turns out that later on in the movie, near the end, we find out that apparently the people that are selected are being selected to try out different medicines to see if they can find cures for these diseases that these people have. Mm-hmm. So one of the examples that was given is the scientists said that they feel like they got the cure for epilepsy because the drink concoction that they made for the woman uh-huh. was able to keep her from having a, a seizure for over eight hours. And in that time, they were calculating it that years would it pass. It was 16 years or it was something. It's like 16 years passed in those eight hours and in her time frame. And she never had a seizure. And she never had a seizure. So they feel like they have the cure. So that's what they're doing. They're scientists behind uh-huh. this crazy resort, like this <laughs> amazing resort. And on top of that, they erase these people's identities. Yes. <laughs> they kill these people pretty they much. They literally, I mean, all they're doing or is they sending people. they let them people, die pretty much. All they're doing is sending people to their death. 
when they yeah. take them to this one secluded special beach with um what is it like mineral rocks unique yep. formations that yeah it's like a cliff kind of close almost. in the cove a bit yeah mm-hmm. and so, so yeah i liked that twist i mean i'm sure some people were very upset when the man behind the curtain was number one m night Shyamalan. number two it was this elaborate <laughs> like science experiment this they were basically test tubes lab rats in a controlled environment where they don't have to wait decades or or years to find out if a medication is going to work they are having instantaneous results because people are living their whole lives in the span of a day or two. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. It's yeah, wild. It's, so I my- like the concept because it it honestly was like I thought of a couple quotes from Jurassic Park and I like spouted mm. them as soon as the movie ended. And they ring true. Like for this movie, I said, um, they're all Ian Malcolm, by the way. So it was, uh, <laughs> of course, your scientists were pre- were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think they should. And there is like a huge ethics morality issue at the center of what they're doing. One hundred percent. And I like that. I like that level of like they just don't see. How can they not see that what they're doing is so unbelievably wrong you know crime against nature and then the other thing as well because i feel like murder is a crime against nature but well anyway. yeah um the other <laughs> quote that i was like um gee uh the lack of humility before nature uh, staggers me staggers me <laughs> <laughs> it, it's and that's it's, exactly what it is too like both of those quotes i feel adequately represent the overall plot of the movie it's a crazy conundrum because Overall, these scientists are looking for cures to diseases that don't necessarily have like an actual cure. They're, they're trying to find it and they're they're doing successful trials before I get into the, like the dilemma of it. They're doing successful trials because they're able to take all this data and knowledge and condense it into a short amount of time. You know, they don't have to wait for years for you know a cure to be discovered or for them to see if their research their research is actually good the problem is that they're testing it on people <laughs> who are unwillingly there they do not know they're being tested so no. right off the bat this is unethical exactly they are being lied to to get them into this situation because of their pre-existing conditions and their you know illnesses in the scientists' minds, they're like, the end justifies the means. Yeah, for them, the end justifies the means. Like, we are helping millions, possibly, uh-huh. of people uh-huh. for what we're doing here. But that dilemma of you're sacrificing the one, and that person doesn't know that they're a sacrifice for this. Mm-hmm. They believe that they are on a trip, it's a nice vacation for them, and no, they are being sent, like to the slaughterhouse yeah and it is it's such a conundrum if if you're thinking about it morally like if you're not attached to the people like in your head you might think well wait a minute these people are being sacrificed right maybe we can cure schizophrenia maybe we can cure epilepsy parkinson's Parkinson's and and all this stuff and like 
debilitating diseases that thousands upon thousands of people struggle with and die from every day. Exactly. So it's tough in that respect, but you are with the test subjects almost the entire time. Right, exactly. So you've just come off of this grand, epic, very mysterious and scary time for them on this day, essentially, on the beach. And you've gotten to know all these people. You're invested. And if they live or die, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, it's just like so belittled by the scientists. Like they're watching from so far away they they're not on the beach with them no. like we were you know no they are like just the audiences like, right we're not exactly we're not bird's eye view versus versus intimate looks at mm-hmm. each other trying to understand one another and yeah it, it makes it tough because from that point of view as a scientist they can stay away and they can you be know impartial be and- impartial you know, these are cold people. Toward it. Yeah, exactly. Be cold towards it, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it kind of yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> dilemma. It's a crazy dilemma. I know. And I mean, obviously, you grow attached to the people that you're with throughout yeah. the movie. I think it's you don't want to see them. Family. Oh yeah, no, the central family because of them, their biggest, their biggest thing there. Is that the the mom is cheating on the dad, right? That's yes. the biggest thing that's this going on. This is like a farewell them. to the family as a unit vacation because exactly. they're in the midst of getting separated. She's dealing with her tumor, her health issues, and there is this drama between the couple that they're like, he's like, I don't, I don't want to be the one to end this or separate from you when you're going through this. And come to find out that she is cheating on him. It's her fault that the relationship has disintegrated. So, but I mean, they're, if you just look at that couple and their relationship, that's like a whole arc in and of yeah. itself. Just, just in and of itself, too. yeah. Because of their, you know, their marital issues are very common. Like everyone you know or unfortunately has experienced someone cheating on you. And what do you do? Do you let them go? What if another element is thrown in? health scare you know do you stay with them are you a bad person if you still want to leave all this stuff is going through running through their story and then Mm -hmm. because of all of this time passing and that's i don't want to say so much time passed but like a day passed they literally had one day to live the rest of their lives together and at the end of it they're old she's like uh deaf in one ear he's gone blind and he's like, I don't remember what we were fighting about. Right. And in th- at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They were so happy to be together and like actually have gone through this whole ordeal together. And just their relationship is mended through time. Right. And Almost like even time the- heals all wounds and it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things that... Even if it's, you know, for us, it's only been a few hours versus, um, you know, in their minds or in their bodies, they're experiencing decades of growth, you know, throughout time. So, 
yeah, so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They were able to share this together mm-hmm. because seeing each other suffer or seeing each other be in a precarious situation, I guess they saw that, you know what, I want to be with this person during mm-hmm. the bad times. Yeah. I want to be with them during the bad times. And just like you said, like she discovered that she had a tumor and she doesn't know if she should stay with her husband and ends up cheating on him. But then she does come to the realization that that was wrong on her part. She should not have done that and that she does love him and she does want to be with him, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, yeah. So there's so. like a redemptive arc for her and there is that a reconciliation that you didn't expect you wanted because I feel like whenever movies portray like somebody cheating, I don't think anyone is sitting there in the theater. Actually, I don't think the filmmaker is necessarily trying to argue that they should still be together. No, I don't think like so. that's not the like go to like, OK, I'm going to try and get the audience. But that's what that's what Shyamalan does is like in this vacuum. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, do they love each other? Yes. Have they supported each other through this awful, awful, awful few hours on the beach where all hell is breaking loose? Yeah, they did. Um, do, are they protecting each other? Yes. So like. When they're 80, 90 years old, however they, however old they are at, at the end, you know, what's left? Right. It's only love. It's only love yeah. for each other. Yeah. Um, so staying with that family, we have the kids. They go from uh, the boy goes from six year old, jumps up to his mid 20s. And then, you know, by the end of it is a middle aged man. His 50s. Yeah. Yeah, and just seeing that, that when you look at the kids, the kids is where you see the most drastic growth mm-hmm. because you see them so little. And not just those kids, the daughter of the second family, mm-hmm. of the surgeon. Like, you see them and you see that rapid growth. It is right. intense. And they did try to, I mean, obviously there's that physical growth because you have those drawing like oh my god all of a sudden (laughs) they've grown they're like i'm hungry mom as a six-year-old and all of a sudden they're like 16 years old so you get those jarring physical changes but then m night Shyamalan with the script is also trying to portray that their mental state is also in a state of flux and they're they're like i don't know i was thinking of colors and like now i see more of them but when i when i Came on the beach this morning, I saw less colors, but they're really bright. And now, like, in my mind, I see more colors, but they're not as bright. And it was kind of like uh, um, a metaphor for yeah. how you grow, you know, yeah. as a from a child where everything is very clear, very bright. Everything is full of energy and, and life. And then you start growing up and you see more facets of life and the negative and the positive and there's lots of areas of gray and maybe the things that you thought were so great as a child or enthralled you as a child don't enthrall you anymore and so there's less brightness of the color less saturation but there's more color right so i like that a lot where it was like almost in passing the kids are like pondering their mental state and how they're like i don't know how to talk like how do I feel? I don't know. Like, I feel things I'd never felt before. And 
it's interesting to see it happen so fast because ultimately it happened within a few hours for them versus actually experiencing all those years in real time. So it's just, it's interesting. I'm not sure if other people felt like it worked, like maybe we feel like it worked. Um, But I like the physical changes, which were really cool to see is a very cool visual. But then also the attempts at trying to voice whatever's going on in their head. Yeah. So that's an interesting way of seeing it, seeing it from the, the point of view of someone who's young growing up. But then we also have the viewpoint of someone who's old and starting to go through it. And so we can clearly see that with the doctor, with the surgeon. So that moves us into the second family. This is uh, two people. We have the surgeon and his wife who's young, who's vain. Uh, Two people who we start to see the incremental change physically. It's not so visible like the kids. The kids, they just sprout, Uh you know. Mm -hmm. But for them, you start seeing wrinkles. You start seeing a little more uh, gray hair. Uh, And then the surgeon starts losing grasp of his mind yes he starts losing himself he's got a mental issue i think they might have said schizophrenia yeah he definitely has a mental issue for sure because his wife makes uh, like some point of kind of trying to say it at the beginning but he like stops her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh but then you you notice it you notice it as the movie goes along because he starts losing his shit (laughs) right exactly um i rather like rufus sewell yeah. Um, I think I've seen him in a lot, actually. <laughs> What's the, I mean, I love actually. No, not right? love actually. Oh, it was um, the Bridget Jones, maybe? No. What you know was which, it? Was it love the actually? The holiday. The holiday. He is the one He's that Kate Winslet is just. In the holiday. Yeah. So that's why I said love actually, because it's like an adjacent movie. An adjacent movie, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I, for some reason, I think of him in Tristan and He's Old. I know he's in a bunch of stuff. He's but in so much stuff. But Mekai Ying, I like him as an actor. And his portrayal of this man losing his sanity. Yes. Was it crazy. It was thrilling, like, watching it. Because you, at first you're thinking, oh, he's kind of, like, losing it. Like I thought it was dementia at first. I thought so, too. I thought it was dementia. Like, when he starts going into this whole thing of, like... What movie had Jack Nicholson and and I can't remember Marlon Brando. There was a movie with the two of them. What movie and like he's like insistent on yes. it and like it's hard to break him out of it mm-hmm. when he's like entrenched on something. Right. And then that turns physical. Yes. Against our character uh Mitzai Sedan. Right. Which let me explain that well we already did. It's the rapper name. But he is currently dealing with his own thing he he went there to try to relax zen out he went there with a girl he met online not that long ago just got diagnosed with ms right she also had an illness so they were kind of like both bonding over like what they were kind of going through and she went out to swim and she never came back from Mm -hmm. swimming so he's there and then the body turns up she's dead and so the surgeon is blaming him as like, hey, you know, this body was here and you were with her. Something happened here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it 
it becomes worse and worse as the movie goes along because that surgeon continues to have these suspicions. And then the schizophrenia multiplies Uh that. The paranoia. Which you don't think it's paranoia when he's like, you did something, there must have, you must have done something wrong, killed her, whatever you foul play because of the body. But I mean, you, you think it's kind of reasonable at the time. Yeah. (laughs) But it is paranoia when you look back on it. But when you look back at it, yeah. The, his, his mental state. I didn't like how mid-sized sedan did not age. Okay, so so he was there. They, they show like, him initially. Did you and not? It's what is that? Hear like the line though. Sunset. They show him at sunset. They show him at sunrise. Was it sunrise? Sunrise. Oh. He he was there longer I than them, it was but overnight. He, it was the same day. No, it wasn't overnight. Oh, so he was there. For sunrise. Yeah, so he was there probably like a few hours before them. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, got you. Yeah. Never mind then. I thought he stayed there overnight. Oh, I was no, like, no, oh no, 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 no. no. Okay. Because you can clearly see that it is you know, like the sun is peering out like it's it's that time of day where How did you divine that it was sunrise? <laughs> How did I? Yeah. Because they had shown already the basically the night before when the parents are fighting the that was the scene before yeah, in the so hotel it could have been nighttime no no it was like going into, pitch okay. black night already when that okay, happens so when that like, happens oh. so then the next scene is seeing uh mid-sized sedan and the girl at the beach and there's light in the sky but it's not clearly like daytime so it has to be sunrise they're not just going to randomly you know, put like a sunset shot when it was already pitch black in the scene pitch before. Black. You know? Okay. Yeah, well. yeah, pitch black. <laughs> so, All yeah, right. so that's so, how I But they did it. make a joke about, oh, I bet they're wishing that they were black right now because black don't yeah. crack. <laughs> black don't crack. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's put to bed. Um, let's talk about the children and how they start having sex with each other. <laughs> and there's a whole okay, pregnancy let's, deal. Let's change th- that children thing. Uh, so well, these two become <laughs> older. Like they, they physically, they're like in their Alex, early it's 20s. Alex Wolf and Eliza Scanlon are basically eating in a tent somewhere on the beach. Yeah. Not too far from the adult, but far enough. Right. And they're together alone. They seem to be like, I don't know, cuddling or something on the ground and talking about feelings and things. <laughs> and then they emerge from the tent. And M. Night Shyamalan does us dirty because you did see Scanlan is pregnant in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. But he revealed the way he revealed it in the movie was so rude because you see, it's just like, um, what is it? Not headshots, but it was like from their chest up is from all the that, the, that they're showing on the screen. And she's like, oh, do you want any meat? Do you want any pasta? And she's like bare fisting the pasta. Yes. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not hungry anymore. And she's like, OK, and starts like literally shoveling pasta into her mouth. And then. And the parents are like, hey, and then everyone starts converging. And then, boom, he backs out the shot as she runs up on the adults. And there is like a five, six month belly on her. 
<laughs> and the parents are like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, everyone's just shook because, I mean, why would you think, it, it, I mean, from their perspective, it's completely unreasonable and like shocking. But from our perspective, I think it was still pretty shocking, like because he revealed it the momento. Yeah, you know? he revealed it the momento. You're right about yeah. that. He doesn't and show them having sex or anything. No, he doesn't. So it's he, not like, like you know, they even just that do, overt. They just do the moment where they're like starting to talk about their feelings and mm-hmm. what they're thinking. And it's like, yeah, what do you want to do? And like, but they, they cut away from that and go back to like the main action at the moment, which was the mom getting her tumor removed. Oh so my God. in your so, head, you're like, forget these kids. You, yes. you, you don't even care about you that. Just you just kind of like see. save it in the back of your head and you're dealing with the mom and her tumor. Exactly. And so, yeah. So then when the kids reveal that, you know, she's pregnant, it's crazy how they reveal that. Uh, So and then uh, finally, we have the couple. No, but the baby died. Like, come on, let's talk. So she gives birth. They calculate it. They're like, okay, so she would be. It's been 20 minutes since conception because of how time is flowing. Yep. And within minutes, she's um, on the ground. She gives birth and the baby dies like fast yeah, because the baby of dies. how fast time is going on this beach. The baby died of neglect. Like there was no time to like feed the baby or nothing. It just like disintegrated, like just died right there. And then, of course, it disintegrated really fast. Right. Because... Ugh. Everything starts to disintegrate really fast. And like even the body that they find, the girl's body. Yeah. uh, She disintegrated like within like an hour, I think. And in their time, that type of disintegration would have taken like at least seven years. You know? Right. So, yeah, everything is just crazy. Yeah, she was on the beach for a few hours. Yeah. They had like put a towel over her and then they were like, hold on. (laughs) She's already bones. Like what's going on? Yeah, it's just like there's no time for like to process almost even as an audience. You're like, oh, like one thing to another. It was very episodic. Like you're right. Once the tumor thing ended, the baby thing started. Exactly. And then, you know, we go back to whatever the body that was on the beach and she's decomposed to this level. How much time does that take? And then you've got the the surgeon losing his shit. <laughs> you've got <laughs> you've got all these things happening one after another so it feels like you don't get a break yeah you know exactly. as a viewer it's just consistently one thing after another after another after another mm-hmm. so um let's see i i think the only people we haven't really talked about is the couple yeah. uh they're the ones that are trying to settle people down He's a so, male nurse. What did Jesus. you feel about the psychologist who was constantly like, let's talk about it? <laughs> so I kind of feel like that was like a pointed, you know, like a pointed message at certain types of people yes. of like, you know, let's all just get along. Let's all try to figure this out ourselves. Let's become a one. Let's become a family. Like, um, and, and, not everyone has the same interest in mind. Not I everyone. Think, I think it was a clear dig at like general psychology and mm. the way that we talk about, 
you know, our problems in general and obviously mental issues, our feelings, because I feel like there's generally the older generation is kind of like, shut up. You're embarrassing. And then (laughs) the newer, (laughs) you know, our generation um, and younger are like, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. I feel this way. My feelings should be acknowledged and all this shit. And M. Night Shyamalan is clearly saying, I think there's a time and place for everything. And when there's a crisis, maybe let's not slow down and try and talk through our feelings because it's ridiculous. (laughs) Right. Solutions are what matters, not how everyone feels about the situation. Right. So I feel like it's kind of obvious. Everyone's agitated. Everyone's stressed. Everyone's scared. You don't need to sit down and talk about it in a circle. Like, you know? Yeah, it is a jab at that for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. So I think that uh, let me speak about why my score uh, was a little down than yours. Yeah. I I think that a lot of the middle portion of the movie, although it's like one after another after another, it spends a little too much time not actually coming to what is causing it or what like finding the answer the answer itself and the reason why is because what we're you, not getting you, the answer what until, do you consider the answer like just why is this happening why is this happening but the thing is that we don't okay. get that answer until pretty much the very end i didn't expect to get it until the very end so i i didn't know if we were gonna get at least an answer to that part I think my biggest question was it was hinted at throughout how, though, because they how were like, they, what's what's that on the right, hilltop? Like, right? No, oh, I, it's a I, camera. Oh, there's a guy that. up there watching us. So you can tell that they are. It was an intentional thing for them to be on this island. Why we don't know, but for sure there wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily a surprise that like they were being watched. M Night Shyamalan was the one watching them. Like, right? That's not a surprise. No, but what yeah. I'm saying is that there are two questions to be answered, right? In it, At least for me, there were two questions. The first question is, why is this happening? And then the second question is, are they going to be able to get off the island? Or off so, the beach. Or off the beach. I keep saying island, but off the beach. I was thinking, and maybe this is just my own you know, notion of the story, I was thinking that that first question I thought would have at least been answered. Like, why is this happening? Like, why are they aging? Why are they would have been answered somewhere by the middle of the movie. And then the second question would have been answered by the end. But they save both of those questions for the very end. So that's Mm -hmm. why I felt like the middle was okay. There's a lot happening to them, but not a lot of progression as to why it's happening to them. You know so what I'm you saying? were rather distraught with how the reveal happened because you wanted two separate reveals, not both at the same time. I, I thought we were going to have like two kind of separate reveals like, oh, this is why it's happening. Like, so, you know, I always felt that it was like a mystical like nature thing mm-hmm. that was happening to them on this beach and it was being exploited. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. because of because they were being watched and there was a dude like literally <laughs> on the hilltop. It was definitely M. Night Shyamalan, like no doubt watching them. And, you know, the kids are like, that's a camera. So like then they're even like, oh, we're being recorded and watched at the same time. 
and were trapped on this beach. So like it wasn't too much of like I don't I don't know if I wanted so much detail. Fair enough. Before like the final like one two punch at the end. But I can see that you did want more answers like what is going on? Just slightly just that one question. Uh, but I I guess it wasn't necessary to truly have that question answered early on. Like they they did save it for the end and it was it was still a satisfying reveal in terms of what is going on and what it, why it's happening. I just thought it was going to happen earlier, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, because I, as the movie went along, like I said, it felt like there were two questions that were pressing. And I thought the first question would be answered sooner in the movie than it did. But that's, that's on me, the way I perceived the movie going. So, so the part where... The nurse goes to swim out and is like, oh, I'm going to try and swim out all the way around and see if I can get to another part of the island. Like, to me, that was almost like a classic horror trope where it's like the most unassailable individual, the one who has like the most going for him, the one who has no issues is going to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He ends up dying and like, Soon after, his wife has a her final epileptic attack after, what, 16 years, air quotes. Air quotes. And dies herself. Um, were you kind of like feeling like he was going to come back at all? Or was it just like, yeah. No, as soon as he said, vibe. I'm going <laughs> to swim out. Yeah, I thought, yeah, no, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and I was surprised when he mentioned that he was on the swim team. That was a surprise <laughs> for me. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was like, yeah, I know he's gone. So too bad because he was a nice character. Yeah, he he was was very nice. And the thing is, like, the mom wouldn't have survived without the nurse. No. Because he was coaching the surgeon through that whole procedure. He was like, okay, you know, three to six inch incision right here, whatever. Um, Let's hold it. We have to hold it open, hold the the wound open so that we can take out the... It was like he was integral to her surviving. Yes, he and was. And then he died. <laughs> and then he died. And then everything else just, it, it, it's downhill in terms of from bad to worse, things that are happening. So so you felt the weakest character was Crystal, the young mom. Yeah, we haven't talked about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that character... Didn't really, I guess it's necessary to not have a character change, like because if you think about it, most of the characters have a change, not just like physically and whatever, but like even mentally, like what are they thinking is happening and how are they trying to solve this situation? But for her, it's just a descent into bad to worse for her. Like even her mind, she's like so focused on uh, the way she looks that almost never changes for her as a character. However, I feel like she is more, more like she is more of a character than what I expected of her at the beginning when Mm. she was ordering her food and she was like, you know, sit up straight, um, Kara, like you don't want to be, you don't want to have a hunchback or whatever, hunched over because, you know, boys don't like that or whatever. And you're just kind of rolling your eyes at her entire being. But when she's on the beach, I feel like she's very 
collected, um, not collected, but she's focused. She's focused. She's like, there's something wrong with your mother. The mob dies. You know, there's something wrong with, uh, you know, the daughter. And she's like, we need to get help. Go get help. She tells Charles, go get help when the daughter's like in labor. Like she doesn't know what to do. She's very worried about her daughter. And all that seemed like almost like in her favor. Like all of these attributes were in her favor. Yes, she comes on the beach and she takes off her um, uh, beach covering and she's like taking selfies in a bikini. But she's also like very concerned and proactive. And she's the first one to to kind of speak up in that psychologist, you know, kumbaya circle that they had so she's like very open she's an open book she is and i what i like also is that m night Shyamalan has this moment where she's ordering her breakfast at the beginning and she says is this like a calcium rich you know whatever the hell or is it is it really full of calcium or is it just like a gimmick and you're thinking like oh god i've seen Uh, this person before this this person's just like ugh, but she really was calcium deficient. She really did have a need for calcium. And so I love how you don't believe her at the beginning. Yeah, you don't. You don't and believe her. You're you just like, think oh my gosh, she's, she's like, full of shit. Yeah, yeah, just some vain person who's putting on airs to like, you know, oh, like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm making fun of this, but like people like go through this whole ordeal of like oh is it gluten-free or is it yeah and they're not really and they're not real and yeah Yeah. they're not gluten intolerant or anything like that uh but like they just like go through this entire rigor morale of ordering a food just to like show off an appearance of something right but in her case she's actually she was actually calcium deficient and so when the time starts passing on her she does get um, osteoporosis and her bones are very brittle. And she's like, oh, I need my calcium because she starts hunching over as an old woman. Yep. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, it's almost an indictment on the audience for not believing her exactly. at the beginning and yeah. thinking less of her because of, you know, what, however, how she was ordering and the way she looked. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. And then at the very end of her story, uh, you know, you she's this- hiding Yes, she's hiding because of her. She's uh, old and ugly, or what have you. But I think that the scene of her from her death was so unnerving to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just cringing in my seat. And that was the moment that like people behind us started crying out in laughter. Yeah, because it is a visual that it is a crazy visual, right? Because, like, her body is just contorted in all these different directions because the bones are just, like, going in so many different yeah, directions. Yeah, keep she keeps breaking bones and it heals immediately because time is going so fast. Right. It, she, there's no time for them to set the bones correctly or what have you. And so she ends up like a pretzel, yeah. basically. So a lot of people started laughing at that. Uh, because of the because way of the visual, it, 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 visually, it's not necessarily it's not as uh, harrowing or is it harrowing or harrowing uh, <laughs> as it is funny almost because <laughs> it, it just looks so insane. You well, know, I personally was horrified and I thought it was disgusting and like sad. And then these people are just like, oh, my God, like, it's so funny. Like the funniest shit they'd have ever seen. And I was like. 
okay, there's a clear difference here between <laughs> like what they came for and what I came for and what I'm seeing and what they're seeing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a wild, you know, because at first you're thinking, oh my God, it's it, it's painful to look at. Yes. But that sentiment is so different when you just hear a cackle of laughs behind you <laughs> at the same moment. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty wild. Um, so then I think the last point I guess to talk about is how the movie ends itself. Yeah. So we get, you know, the entire exposition of the scientists doing their thing and how they're erasing these people's identities. Uh, the two kids are older now. They're middle-aged. They're They're like in their fifties. Still on the beach after the parents have passed. And, the boy remembers a, de- a decoded message that a little kid from the resort wrote him. It's a mm-hmm. little kid who tries to find friends with any of the kids who come to the to the island, to the resort. And he leaves him a decoded message. And that decoded message is actually the answer. You mean a coded message that he has to decode? Coded, that he has to decode okay. is what I meant to say. Yeah. So, and it's it says like, my uncle doesn't like the coral. Yeah. And so there's a coral reef just off in the distance in the ocean. So they put it together that they got to get past that coral reef and they'll be in the safe zone. You know, they kind of are just like, okay, well, let's head toward the coral. Let's do it. Like, what else do we have to lose? Really? Like, yeah, we're just going to sit here and die. Like, let's try it. I mean, give it a shot. And so they get through it. They're able to get through it, even though the sister gets caught. In the, well, in that's the, where the M Night Shyamalan tries to trick you out. He tries to where he cuts away to himself, <laughs> watching the water to see if they made it to the other side, and radioing the scientists and saying, "Oh, this trial is over. These two didn't make it. I don't know what made them think to swim towards the coral, but it's been a minute and a half, and they haven't emerged. They're gone. Whatever." Yeah, and um, I mean jokes on them because they survived yeah jokes on them yeah <laughs> uh so they are able to get to the resort again they're able to you know basically tell uh there was a police officer early on in the movie mm-hmm. where the kid was like hey what's your name and what's what your occupation and, <laughs> and apparently he can remember a lot like even long later so he finds that cop at the resort it's only been a day so he finds that cop and he goes and he, he tells on them, the them and gives them yeah of all the missing people the beach. yeah so they were able to uh put well we hope that they put a stop to it because the end of the movie kind of leaves it at they got caught the kid was able to reunite with the little kid like they they saw each other yeah and they know like thank you basically like thank you kid for that message (laughs) and yeah that's where the movie ends him going the uh the two the boy and the girl going back home uh now 50 years older pretty much (laughs) yeah so uh so yeah a bit of a jurassic park ending as well helicopter it really was on a helicopter and everything Yeah. yeah so Overall, I thought it, it was one of the better movies for sure of this year. And I really enjoyed my time watching it as well. So, yep. yeah, I, 
if you like thrillers, if you like mysteries, hopefully you like this one like us because we enjoyed it. If you were listening to this entire episode and you didn't know that all that happened and you listened to spoilers, well, you know, sorry for spoiling it for you guys. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, it's it's a very fun movie. It, it really keeps you in your seat and you really are just like, what's going to happen next? You know, mm-hmm. it really gets you excited. So before we get out of here, did you have any last thoughts? Um, I never want to see a person die from rust poisoning ever Ooh, again. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. The surgeon so, went down. The surgeon went down for sure. Ugh. So, so uh, with that said, I think we could go ahead and wrap up our review on the movie Old. Uh, just in case this is your first time listening to us, thank you for giving us a shot and thank you for your... You know, listen, you're, I don't even know what word I wanted to say with that, but I want to thank you for listening. So with that, uh, go ahead and let us know on your favorite social media app, what you thought about the movie. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and TikTok at always critic pod. You can find us on those different pages If you have already signed up there, if you've already followed us there, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that way you could get new episodes when we release them every week. And finally, if you have done all of those, (laughs) leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and become a patron because that can really show your support for this show, help us grow the show, and let us do more things with the show. You are laughing right now. Because you said support. Yeah, I know. <laughs> support. I was trying to like go through it. I, I know. Tr- you're like barreling through it. Barreling like, through. Oh. So with all that, I think that's enough for us to wrap up. <laughs> that has been our show. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic Podcast. Yeah.